Friday, May 4th. Sometimes I wonder why I like sports. Days like yesterday, they're just tough. Tough to take. But you still came to work. I still came to work, but I'm in a terrible mood, and I'm just going to tell the listeners now, this is going to be a horrible show. I'm going to mail <laughs> yeah. it in. I am not uh, not in a good mood today. Mariano Rivera out for the year, most likely, with the torn ACL. And um, the Knicks are just ripping my heart out night after night. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Let's have some fun today. Oh, yeah. Adam I'm in the mood now. Azer with Al Belgior and Nando Defino on this Friday to help you get your lineup set for Fantasy Week 6. And we'll look at yesterday's games. Not too many of them. Only nine yesterday. Uh, 2012, certainly not the year of the closer. See Trent Rosecrans, one of our baseball bloggers, broke it down. On the closers that are out for the year, you've got Soria, you've got Madsen, now you've got uh, Rivera. Uh, am I forgetting someone? Uh, you've got uh, closers who have already lost. Oh, Brian Wilson. Closers who have already lost their job. You've got Drew Storen, Andrew Bailey. It's just been a terrible, terrible year for closers. So we're going to talk about Rivera. Is it going to be Robertson? Is it going to be Soriano? Nando's got an interesting theory, don't you? I do. I, I, wait, you mean the Phil Hughes one or the Robertson? The Robertson-Soriano. I, I think Robertson's more valuable in middle innings. I mean, you look at his – Al was so kind as to pull up the game logs from last year, and, and there are some 1.1, 1.2s in there with innings pitched. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know if Girardi's ready to throw away a guy who can do that. For, I mean, Soriano can do that, but I think he feels Robertson's better. Maybe he'll just make him an old-school closer. Maybe yeah. bring him bring him <laughs> in the eighth inning. That worked out well in the past with the Yankees relievers. <laughs> we'll get into that uh, in a second. We're going to break out the panic meter again. That's always fun. Follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy BB at Nando CBS N A N D O at Al Milk CBS L M E L C at CBS Scott White at Adam Azer A Z E R Facebook dot com slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball and email us. Put podcasts in the subject line. Fantasy Baseball at CBS Interactive dot com. We'll get to some emails later. Stats of the day, number one, Homer Bailey and Ryan Dempster faced each other. Both were celebrating their birthdays. That's the first time in baseball history that ever happened. (laughs) So happy birthday to Ryan Dempster because you pitched a lot better until Carlos Marmol screwed everything up for you. Eight shutout innings, six strikeouts. Al, his ERA is under one. He's good, but boy, that was not a nice birthday gift he got from (laughs) Carlos Marmol. No, that was really bad. Uh, Dempster, obviously the ERA will come up a little bit. Is he underrated? Uh, he certainly was coming into the season. Uh, I, I don't know that he's so underrated right now, but uh, you know it was understandable because he didn't have a great year from a fantasy stats perspective in 2011. But the peripherals, for the most part, were the same as, as they've ever been. And that's the thing I've always liked about Dempster is he's so consistent. So, uh, yeah, right now I, I think people are on to the fact that he's the guy that you start pretty much every week. Bryce Harper, stat of the day number two. Bryce Harper was the youngest player to bat third since Andrew Jones did it in 1996. Nando, starter sit Bryce Harper next week at Pittsburgh and at Cincinnati. You know, he's only started in 61% of leagues. I don't think it matters who he's going against. Yeah, I think this, this is like the test week. I think now it's pretty safe, especially he's playing so well in the outfield that you've got to start him. It looks like he's like a, not going back down. I don't know, well. Yeah, they're, they're you know, with them batting him third, yeah. it kind of signals to me that they think he's an important part of their lineup. Uh, how about this starter sit, Mike Trout? He has Minnesota and Texas on the road, and these pitchers he's getting at Minnesota: Liriano, Hendricks, and Pavano. I think mm. I'd start him. Yeah, seems like it could be a good week for Mike Trout. He's off to a bit of a slow start. He's owned in eighty-five percent of leagues. Forty-two percent of those owners of all owners are starting him. 
Uh, all right, stat of, the day, stat of the day number three. The Royals were the first or the third team in baseball history to lose their first ten home games. They got their first home win yesterday at the expense of the reeling Yankees, four to three. And now we talk about those reeling Yankees. Mariano Rivera. Okay, I picked up David Robertson for eight dollars in a, one of our roto leagues. Al, I know I I couldn't believe I got him for only eight dollars. I can't either, but you know, probably the other owners were like me, and uh, yeah, because you're in that league. Yeah, busy with uh, other things, and thinking, oh yeah, 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 I'll put in my claim, and yeah, <laughs> not doing it in time, and uh, yeah, that is a surprise though that you could get him so cheaply. That's a great bargain. All right, so how how much do you value? Uh, David Robertson, and you think it'll be Robertson. Nando thinks it could be Soriano. From what I read today in the Post and the Daily News, the writers seem to think it's going to be Robertson, but no official announcement has been made. Yeah, and you know, I think that Nando's skepticism is well-placed. I mean, not only do you have a, a nice theory to back it up, but it's just we've seen this several times already this season where uh, there's a consensus about what's going to happen. I mean, I just think about the spring training about, you know, what was going to happen with Bard and it went back and forth. Um, and I, you know, yeah, there seems to be a very strong consensus that's going to be Robertson that that's good enough for me, but you know, by the same token, if it winds up being Soriano, I mean, Joe Girardi could do whatever he wants. So yeah, the consensus was Melanson in Boston when that all went down. Right. Exactly. They, oh, by the way, it's going to be Alfredo Seves. Yeah, exactly. But then again, the consensus was in, in San Francisco was Casilla. We went Romo. We thought it was going to be Romo. Yeah. And the same thing in Tampa Bay. Consensus was Joel Peralta. Mm-hmm. But I think what happened there no, was, was Rodney. Romo. Yeah, but Romo right. and Peralta, but their managers saw them as more valuable as middle innings relievers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the trend. And I think that's what David Robertson is. Could be. I'm just saying if, if Robertson's gone, you might as well pick up Soriano in your league right now just in case I'm right. Who would you? No, well, you know what? You're absolutely right. You should pick up if you've got a roster spot and you don't have the opportunity to pick up Robertson. You should pick up Soriano because there's definitely a chance. But who would you pick up if you could just have one? Just have one. I think I would pick up Soriano. Really? Ah, you know, worst case scenario is I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah I know, then, but you, know, you could be missing out on the opportunity to have. I mean, if Robertson gets the job, yeah. he could be the top closer in baseball, right? I mean, he's. He's sure. that good. Yeah. He's that good. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I would I would pick up Robertson just recognizing that there there's more risk than it might appear just because every writer out there is saying that it's going to be Robertson. Until Joe Girardi says it's Robertson, you are taking a risk. I wouldn't count out Luke Hughes going or Luke Hughes, <laughs> Phil Hughes going to the bullpen. I mean, yeah. they, they everyone was talking about last night. I was watching baseball tonight. I don't get the MLB network just yet. Um, but uh, they were talking about, you know, who's going to fill the, these, these middle-inning roles is the problem. And it was Kurt Schilling, so obviously, you know, it's not just some reporter saying it. He's like, look, these, he's these, great, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. I love him. These pitchers aren't, you know, going a long way for the Yankees, and they're killing the bullpen. So, I mean, if David Phelps, who didn't look terrible last night, I mean, he only five in whatever innings. Uh, well, he gave up two runs in four innings. That was he threw it. like 85 pitches, but he was on a bit of a pitch count. Hey, Drew Smiley did that. They're stretching him out. They're stretching out Phelps. Phelps is okay. I think I think it's a good theory with Hughes going to the bullpen. He, he was could be a out. seventh inning guy. Remember, Pettit's gonna come back. Right. What do you think, Al? Maybe 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 he's got ne- a rehab start Sundays. Right. Maybe next week. Maybe I'd say week probably next week. At this point, and Pro- you could stretch out DJ Mitchell if that doesn't happen either. He was a, he was a starter all year in Scranton before they brought him up. I'm sorry. No, I mean we got a lot of moving parts here. Get excited, man! Fantasy owners, the should, fantasy owners should think about. Well, Phil Hughes, if he goes to the bullpen, he's not going to be the closer. So his value is going to be almost worthless. I'm assuming he won't be the closer, yeah. And then David Phelps, we could see 
stick in the in the rotation. All right, we'll we'll keep an eye on the Yankees. Let's move on to the Rays, who have the best record in baseball. Fernando Rodney is now nine for nine in save opportunities. The Angels bullpen is three for nine. That's a stat from uh, Danny Noble I saw on Twitter yesterday. Um, okay, uh, Rodney, you think he keeps the job? Yeah, I mean, I was really skeptical a couple weeks ago, but uh, you know, maybe he's finally figured some things out because he's he's been good. I mean, I've been you know early on. Look, we we sort of made fun of the fact that he had that one you know third strike that was you know way out of the strike yeah. zone, saying yeah, you know, he's still wild. He's just not getting credit for. It. But he's he's been a better pitcher this year. So yeah, I think Rodney probably at this point he's done enough to to earn your confidence. And Carlos Marmol. He may have lost his closer's job, Nando. Who do you see as a possibility there? I, I would have thought it was Dolis, but uh, yesterday when all that the mess was happening in real time, uh, Herc was was shouting out, you know, updates. Herc, Mike Herkham, and uh, and he was saying, oh, they're going to split it between Russell and Dolis. Was the I don't know where that came from, but uh, usually when he's shouting things out, they're right. Yeah, no, that was all. Uh, a lot of sources were reporting that it'd be those two guys, and obviously, so that. They wash each other out. Yeah, yeah wash each other out. Neither one's going to get much value. And really, if you look at their peripherals, and Dolis in particular, I mean, even his numbers in double A were not that all that impressive. <laughs> so they were not. Uh, I think he could actually be worse than Marmol. But you know what? His numbers kind of look like Sysheks did in the minor leagues. And Sysheks, if you actually watch him, mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Oh, he's very good. And Dolis, if you were watching him yesterday, I mean, he got out of the, almost got out of that bases loaded jam that Marmol left him in, and then. You know, pitched a very nice end of the game. Yeah, that situation's just a mess. I would not trust anybody who gets save chances with the Cubs. But Kerry Wood. They said it's not going to be Kerry Wood. Uh, Yeah, he probably would be the safest choice if he were to get chances. But like you said, that's not looking likely. It's not official that Marmol lost his job, right? No, it's not. This is all speculation. Yeah. Would you drop him? No. Yeah. uh, Would you drop him for Robertson? I would drop him for Robertson. Absolutely, I would. In most leagues, I would drop Marmol. All right, let's get out that panic meter. One through ten time. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do this every Friday. Albert Pujols, now 133 <laughs> at-bats without a home run. Six more at-bats by Pujols without a homer would pass Eddie Murray's 1996 record for the longest home run drought at the start of a season by anyone with at least 400 career home runs. I think that qualifies as a stat of the day. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the Elias Forsberg. That's number right four. Going, going deep there. Wait, no. Why does it say 133 at-bats? There's no way Albert Pujols has 133 at-bats. Maybe it's That goes back. back to... It's 103 at-bats. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It's 103. That's a typo. Sorry. Okay. Um, Pujols, 1 through 10. I'm still like a 2.5. Next week at this time, we could be saying Albert Pujols is the first guy to hit seven straight home runs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, three. Yeah. All right. Jose Bautista. I'm like a four on him. I'm starting, I'm starting, to, starting to bubble up a little bit, too. He's actually been doing a little bit better lately, so I'm barely panicked. Robinson Cano. They moved him to fifth in the order. 1.5. Even less panicked. I'm a little, I'm a little more than Al. I'm, I'm about a four on, on Cano. Why? I, told, I think it, did I say it? I don't know where I say things anymore. I think you it said was it on the show, show. Here about I don't even remember now. How a few years ago, when him oh, and Melky right, were running right, right, around, right. yeah, that, you the know, maybe thing. maybe he slipped into some old bad habits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right, we usually do three up, three down. Today we're doing four up, two down. Four up, number one, Pedro Alvarez. He homered again. Anybody buying it that he's breaking out? Oh yeah, I'm buying like half the loaf here because uh, just the power itself by itself is a great sign because we didn't see it last year. 
but he's become pretty one dimensional. I mean, that's really all he's providing is, is the home runs. Um, still pretty bad plate discipline from him. And, uh, it, he's better than he was. That's why I say I'm buying half the loaf here, but in terms of who I thought he was going to be a year ago, in terms of who I hoped Alvarez would be going into this year. Now nah, he's not there yet. I like him. I like him a lot, especially in rotisserie leagues. I'm a, I'm a big Pedro Alvarez fan, a big rooter. <laughs> I think you look at what he did in that little season in the call-up. Was it 10, 2010? 10, yeah. When he played like he had great numbers there. Through the minors, he had a great batting average. I, maybe the foul comes first and the batting average follows. I don't know how it works with Pedro Alvarez. I don't think anyone does. Nah. They're tinkering so much with him that, you know, home runs, batting average will come. That's at least one hit per game. That's getting up to 250. <laughs> there you go. go the, batting, the batting average is improving. It's just the on base that's not getting anywhere. Mike Moustakas is four up number two. He's now batting 318 with four home runs and 15 RBIs. Nando, is this legit? Absolutely. In fact, I'd say the four home runs right now might be a little low for what you expect from Moustakas, especially looking at his numbers coming up in the minors. Kansas City didn't rush him. They could have, but they didn't rush him. They let him kind of get seasoned throughout the minor leagues, and I think that kind of helped him. Um, we saw what he did at the end of last year. He, you, look, you look at those numbers. Go to Baseball Cube. Moustakas is uh, nasty. All right, a lot four of power. Up, four up number three, Jason Kipnis. He had a big day. A home run, a triple, four RBIs. He scored twice. He scored twice. He's a top three second baseman right now. I'm sure we're not predicting him to finish there. Is this legit, Al? Well, no. It de- depends on how you measure legit because you're right. I'm not expecting All right. Him, is he legit but... in that? Or is he top 12? Is he a starter in a 12-team league? I don't think so. I think he's just shy of that. And, and at best, I think his upside is borderline top 12. I was going to ask you then, and I knew the answer to this, but I'd ask it anyway. Kipnis or Ugla? Ugla. Ugla. Yeah. Kipnis or Utley? I think I'd rather have the bird in hand right now. I would too, actually, yeah. That which would be Kipnis. Kipnis or Kelly Johnson? I think I'd like, I'd like Kipnis in that one. Believe it or not, I'd, I'd go Kelly Johnson, but it's very even. All right, four up number, th- number four. Confused myself there. Lance Nix, he homered. All right, we talked about him briefly yesterday in buy or sell, but I wanted to bring it up again. He played first base. Juan Pierre did stay in the outfield. Lance Nix, I think this is a guy who uh, fantasy owners really need to keep an eye on just to reiterate what we talked about yesterday. Nando, what do you think? He did uh, a long time ago when he was with Texas, I think, have that great smidge of a season, Shane Spencer-ish kind of, a lot of some power, you know, stuff coming out. But uh, what do you think when Ryan Howard comes back? I think he's going to be going to some platoon in the outfield kind of thing. If even a platoon, maybe role player, fourth outfielder kind of thing. Yeah, I think for the next few weeks, uh, Nix is a great pickup. And the power is legit. Not even just in Texas, even with the Nationals, he had some some good power numbers. And and I think with the Reds, too. Um, But yeah, his shelf life is definitely limited. Nix or Alan Craig? Uh, I think Craig, even though in the short term, he's probably going to get a little bit less playing time. But I think... You know, even if he misses a game or two a week, that's going to be something he's going to be able to do all year. Whereas Nick's, I think, his value is just going to evaporate. Right. Nick's has a, it's sad, but he's got a, he's got this, I guess, problem of being getting hot and then just kind of being relegated to the bench eventually. It's he's just someone people toy with, I guess. In all Shelly, right. Shelly Duncan kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Two down time. Mark Teixeira. He actually drove in two runs yesterday, but um, he's only hitting two twenty seven. Three home runs, 14 RBIs. Now, last year, he had five home runs in April, 10 home runs in May. So I guess we could still be waiting for it. But are you down on Mark Teixeira, Nando? I'm up. I, I think he's tremendous by low right now. In fact, I just wrote a column about it. I don't know when it's going up. But <laughs> uh, you dig through all these numbers, and 
every year. I think there's only one year in the last six where he didn't do terrible in, in April and just blow up in May. Like last year, the 10 home runs, you go back and his batting average goes up, his OPS goes up, you know, he hits more of everything. So this is what Mark Teixeira does. I mean, every year we say it too. Are you done with Mark Teixeira? You had a terrible April. And then he blows up in May. Yeah, and he's been battling a bronchial infection all year too, which probably has some impact on on what he's doing. And the thing that I like too, just from a statistical standpoint, is that last couple of years he's just been fly ball happy, popping up a lot. Um, he's not doing that this year. And I think the low batting average this year is really more of a fluky thing than it's been the last couple of years. So, yeah, I like him as a bounce-back guy. Two down, number two, Danny Espinosa. He went 0 for 3. He's batting 182, one home run, two RBIs, one steal. He stole 17 bags last year. He has just one right now. He's owned in 57% of leagues. I was going to say, you know, this could be a guy to drop, but then I looked at our podcast league, which is a 12-team standard league, and saw the options out there at second base, and they're awful. Um, so I, here are three. Uh, Ruben Tejada. Would you drop Espinosa for Ruben Tejada? I would not. No. Robert Andino. Espinosa. No. Gordon Beckham. Espinosa. Maybe Beckham. Espinosa. I think Beckham and Espinosa are almost the same thing right now. The, the worry with Espinosa is that Steve Lombardozzi, if they really like him and Zimmerman comes back, Lombardozzi's got to go somewhere if he's still hot. And he seems like he'd take Espinosa's spot. Or, or shift on and off with him. I don't know if that's true or happening, but that's my worry. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Is that crazy? Uh, not crazy at all. I, would, I think the same thing. I just don't like those other options. And you're right. Beckham, I think, has less to worry about in terms of playing time. But he's giving you empty at-bats anyway and, and has been for more than two years. Yeah. Rotation time. Five pitchers who caught our eye. Brandon Morrow and Joe Blanton both threw shutouts. It was Morrow's second career shutout, Blanton's third career shutout. Brandon Morrow, Al, he has allowed one run in 21 and two-thirds over his last two starts. Yes, he has. And, uh, you know, this is... <laughs> Al's got this big grin on He really him. does. Yeah. He, really, he couldn't wait for you to finish the sentence. <laughs> I'm ready. We're ready for some fun with game logs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, sure What do you got are. for us, Professor? All right. Well, and you know, I, I had been down on Morrow going into the season, so obviously I'm just looking for any little, you know, scrap Ooh, so you're not buying this? No, I'm not. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. So these last three games at Kansas City, home versus Seattle, at the Angels, all struggling lineups. Yeah, the results have been good. And the last two games in particular, 17 strikeouts, no walks. I mean, you have to give Morrow credit for that, absolutely. But he's had one bad start really out of out of six games well actually one bad and one not so hot the not so hot start was against the Orioles who have been better offensively this year and the worst start by far is, is against the Rays who are the toughest lineup he's faced so far then the other four games are the three I mentioned plus the Indians who have also struggled offensively aside from just drawing a whole lot of walks so I call this Irvin Santana syndrome because I bought into Santana in the second half last year when he had this massive string of easy starts, except at the time I didn't put the pieces together. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that that Morrow is not capable of doing stuff like this. I mean, he's been, you know, uh, profiled as a breakout guy for a while now, but this is not enough for me to, to buy into that when you look at, at the competition that he's faced. And how he's done against the two tougher teams that he has faced. So you're going to put the sell-high label on Brandon Morrow? Uh, More hold. I'd say hold. um, Because I do hold out some hope that this is a legitimate thing for him. But it's just been a weird season because in the first four starts he wasn't getting any strikeouts. Now all of a sudden he's getting them in bunches. So all of it to me just 
you know, it all just looks like weird small sample stuff that's going to sort itself out. If he was still getting no strikeouts, then we'd be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what he's doing. He's got a different approach now. Yeah, and, he's, and, and everything is not everything because the strikeouts we've, we're seeing now, but a lot of the other stats there look really different from, from Morrow's you know, history. So I don't know what to make of it. I'm just saying, hold Morrow. Let's see more. Right. Joe Blanton threw his third career shutout. This one was against the Braves. 88 pitches. He's 3-3 three and three with a 2.83 ERA. Only owned in 16% of leagues. Starter sit next week. He's got the Mets at home, and then he's at Pittsburgh. Start. I guess. I'm not crazy about him. He wouldn't be on my team to begin with, so that's just purely hypothetical. Okay. Ross Detweiler, 3-1 and one with a 1.59 ERA. He's a lot like the next guy we're going to talk about, Eric Bedard. Not going deep into games, but Detweiler is pitching well. Um, he uh, would you have, rather have Detweiler or Jake Arrieta? I'd rather have Arrieta. Yeah, I'm on Arrieta. Detweiler or Vargas? Detweiler for me. Detweiler, and that's a new thing for me because I've been pretty big on Vargas uh, and not so high on Detweiler. But um, for a, a column that I just worked on, did some research on Detweiler as uh, and also Blanton. And both of them have been really, really efficient, good strike throwers, and uh, I think they could help more with innings uh, going forward. And I, I like them. I like Eric them more. Bedard is next up in the rotation. Struck out 11 Cardinals, seven in a row at one point, but he only pitched five innings. And that's pretty much what he does. You know, he just doesn't go deep into games. And look, he's got a, a 2.65 ERA, Nando, and I know yeah, you like Eric Bedard. I do. And he couldn't buy a win earlier this year. But right now he's 75th in head-to-head points leagues, and he's 58th amongst all pitchers, starters and relievers in Roto. So he's owned in about half our leagues. You think that's too low, too high, or appropriate? I think that's too low. I think it's. I mean, look, I'll take the seven innings. I'll take the or the seven strikeouts. I'll take the win. But well, he's 75th in, in head-to-head points league. You think that's I know, but this not is 75th. Yeah, well, number one, he's not winning. I mean, they were scoring .75 runs a game for him in his first three games. I think this is this is 75th. Yeah, now. A couple weeks could be you know fifty sixth. A couple weeks after that could be thirty third. <laughs> That's a pretty big jump. Look, uh, starter sit against Washington. I'm starting. Week. I'm starting them in all situations. Okay, against the Yankees in Texas on two consecutive days. I'd start Eric Bedard. No, two consecutive days, <laughs> yeah. even. All right, that was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> starter sit Bedard for one start or Joe Saunders for two. Uh, Bedard for Bedard. one start. Bedard. Uh, Matt Harrison for two. Bedard. I got a Matt Harrison theory I'll share with you some other time. <laughs> okay. Bedard. I'd like to hear that theory. Yeah, he's, to, he's Tommy Hunter. Look at their numbers. They're exactly the same. Even if you round up their last three years, their minor league numbers, Tommy Hunter's got a better whip. I have no idea why people are <laughs> – I couldn't use that term on the podcast – doing things in their pants over <laughs> Matt Harrison. When, well, they're not anymore because he's only being started in 46%. But he's owned in 82. Tommy Hunter's owned in 10%. If you put the two of them side to side, they're essentially the exact same pitcher. But they're, I mean, they're not, I understand why you're saying that because they both have pretty good control. Mediocre, not great, not terrible Hunter walks numbers. less, got fewer, he has, fewer he has better control than Harrison, but he's much, much more prone to give up extra base hits. So I actually would rather have Harrison. Oh. Can't have my back. I'm not once. doing stuff in my pants <laughs> over them, but you know. <laughs> okay, that's very good to know. Very happy to hear that. And finally, Ryan Vogelsong uh, gave his best performance of the year: seven innings against the Marlins, one earned run, took the loss though. He's 0-2 with a 3-4-2 ERA. Start or sit next week at the Dodgers against Kershaw. Vogelsong. Uh, I'll sit mostly just because I'll see him getting a W with Kershaw on the other side. Uh, Blanton or Vogelsong? Who'd you rather own? I'd actually rather own Blanton. 
Really? Yep, I, I really would. I think I'd go Vogelsong. I, but I can't, I can't detach Vogelsong from his numbers I, before Japan. That's right, the problem with you, me. You talk about comps here. You know, again, working on this column, I saw that, that <laughs> yeah. Blanton has sneakily Johnny Cueto-like numbers. All right. I'll, I'll read the column. I would like yeah, to read that, yeah, because I've always seen Blanton as just kind of a, you know, a guy you kind of buy into for a little while, and then he disappoints you, and then he's always there on the waiver wire, and he's just the guy you, you leave there for other pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his fantasy stats haven't been good, but you, know, right, you look deeper, and, and uh, yeah, he's got Cueto-like potential. He's got to get that potential, that ball rolling on the top <laughs> of the hill down to, to actual, what was it? In physics. There's potential oh, energy and kinetic energy. Oh, there you kinetic, go. Kinetic, yeah. Oh, come on. Sorry. We're not nerdy enough. Yeah, come on. That's good stuff. <laughs> Raising the nerd bar. <laughs> Injuries, news, and notes. Pablo Sandoval broke his hand. He's out four to six weeks. We talked about this yesterday. We gave you some third base options. Unieski Betancourt is on the DL. Chris Getz will get regular playing time at second base now for the Royals. You'll see Alcides Escobar um, at short and Getz at second. And now... Um, that's okay. That's their middle infield, obviously. Whatever. Chris gets. I don't know why I brought that up. Chris gets uh, steals. You can get your steals. You guys like them in in roto leagues? Yeah. Low end, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. If you have Unieski Betancourt, I guess you can replace him with Chris Getz, and you'd be getting an upgrade probably. Yeah, <laughs> minor upgrade, maybe. Yeah. Betancourt wasn't having a bad year. No, that's true. He he's, he can be good in short doses, small doses. BJ Upton right quad injury, not believed to be serious for now. Matt Gamble likely out for the year. Now the Brewers have some options. They could move Corey Hart to first base and give more playing time to Niger Morgan, Carlos Gomez, and Norichika Aoki. Travis Ishikawa also figures to play first base. Anybody on that list jump out at you as a waiver guy to pick up? Not really. I like Gomez. He was getting a lot of steals and sneaky pinch running late game replacement things. When he had the occasional starts, he was batting all right. Who do you think I'm going to ask you to compare him to? Gomez or uh, from earlier, John Jay? Earlier in today's show. Uh, I don't know. I was guessing Campana. So. Oh, Homer no. Bailey? La- yeah, Homer ba- Lance Nix. <laughs> <Lance off. laughs> what do you think? Uh, Gomez or Nix? I-, I think I would go with Gomez. Gomez or Jay, buddy? Uh, you made your own yeah, bet I know. this time. Well, the- you know, if... I'd like to give that a week. I'd like to come back and address that in a week because if Gomez really is going to play all day and, and every day and Hart's going to play first base, then I think I might go Gomez over Jay because you can get a lot of steals. He's batting about 290 right now. That's going to last about two more days. Al, let me live this little lie for a little while <laughs> okay. longer, please. I'm sorry. The, the, Angel, the Angels acquired Ernesto Frieri, a reliever from the Padres, for two minor leaguers. He has 18 strikeouts and 11 and two-thirds. Oh, this is intriguing. I think this is really intriguing. I think he could be the closer at wow. some point for the Angels. I really do. Why, why else do they go out and get him? I mean, sure, they need bullpen depth. He's going to help that bullpen no matter what. But if Scott Downs gets into any sort of trouble, I think this is the guy. Ernesto Frieri, put him on your radar. F-R-I-E-R-I. There you go. Yes, I could be going to run out and grab him. That's Guy Fieri. (laughs) Adam LaRoche could be out a few days with a sore right side. Edward Mujica got the save for the Marlins. Heath Bell wasn't available. What do you make of this? I make of it that uh, Mujica got a save, and that's probably going to be the only save that he gets because Guillen seems to uh, look to, believe it or not, still Heath Bell and maybe C-Sheck as his top options. Lance Berkman will not come off the DL today. You're going to want to keep an eye on him as we get to Fantasy Week 6. All right, let's play starter sit. We've got hitters first, courtesy of Scott White, and then we'll do pitchers. Here's uh, the five best matchups this week for Scott, uh, according to Scott. The White Sox, the Red Sox, the Indians, 
Tigers, and Blue Jays. White Sox, Red Sox, Indians, Tigers, Blue Jays. Uh, Scott likes Alejandro Deaza, Jed Lowry, uh, Kelly Johnson, A.J. Perzinski, Adam Dunn, Lucas Duda, who we talked about yesterday, and Mike Avila's worst matchups. The Yankees, Cardinals, Reds, and Braves. Yankees, Cardinals, Reds, and Braves. All right, Red Sox have good matchups. The Yankees have bad matchups. Uh, I think the Yankees will probably face at least two lefties. Let's say Brett Gardner is healthy for next week. Ryan Sweeney or Brett Gardner? Yeah, given that situation, I'll go Sweeney. I go Gardner. Really? Yeah. Well, I I think Darnell McDonald's playing hot right now. Marlon Byrd's in the mix. I I just think there's too many outfielders out there, whereas Gardner. Yeah, but Sweeney's the best one probably. I hate. I know you love Cody, but. What? I know you love Cody, but. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think Ross is going to play every day. I think he's the one out of that group who's going to hold on to that. Yeah. I think both of those guys for now will, will play every day. Sweeney or John Jay? Cardinals are bad matchups. I'll go Sweeney on that one. Me too. Starter sit Carlos Beltran. He starts, I think he's, he's earned a start yeah. all the time, kind of. Even with the bad matchups, sure. Reds have bad matchups. Indians have good matchups. The Indians have eight games with a Monday doubleheader. Uh, Kipnis or Brandon Phillips? You know, I know I just said that Kipnis is borderline, but, you know, with the extra game and good matchups, yeah, go Kipnis just for this one week. I think I'd still go Phillips. Kipnis or Ugla, as the Braves have bad matchups. Ugla. Yeah, I'll go Ugla still. All right. Scott likes. He's got a sleeper and a bust at each position. Sleeper at catcher, A.J. Pierzynski. Bust, Carlos, or Giovanni Soto, excuse me. First base, Gabby Sanchez is your sleeper. Michael Kadire is your bust. Second base, uh, Kelly Johnson, sleeper. And Brandon Phillips, your bust. Hey. And you like him over Kipnis. I do. Third base, uh, Mike Avilas, your sleeper. Mark Trumbo, your bust. All right, can you see yourself benching Trumbo this week? I know you like him a lot, Nando. Yeah, but I, I don't know what they're – I would love to get Jerry DePoto on the phone for five minutes and just be like, just tell me what you're going to do with Trumbo, please. <laughs> if, is he going to play – I don't care where it is, but is he going to play every day? Because you've seen it starting to hurt him. His average is going way down, and I mean, you, you need a position to play a guy. You can't just bounce him around every day like that. It's unfair. Uh, shortstop, bust is, bust is Alcides Escobar, and Jed Lowry is the sleeper. And in the outfield, Lucas Duda, he's got a bunch of righties. Alejandro de Aza is another sleeper. Two busts are J.D. Martinez and John Jay. You know, another guy, if the Mets do have a lot of righties, and they do, they have five, Kirk Neuenheis could be a good guy to look at, maybe, because he hits, he hits and yeah. not going to sit against lefties if they're facing five righties. Uh, all right, let's do some pitchers. Starter sit with the two-star guys. What what kind of week is it for two-star pitchers, Al? Pretty good. I like the borderline options. Um, you know, there's a few good ones, too, that you already have on your roster, most likely, like uh, Justin Verlander, <laughs> Mr. No-Hit, Jared Weaver. Justin Verlander, right? 98% ownership started in 90% of leagues. And he's got... See, oh, he's got Seattle oh, and, and Oakland, Oakland on the road. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously not a controversial thing. Uh, this but. is like, I want to know the 8% of, of leagues that aren't starting him right it's now. It's got to be a format thing, I think. It's got to be, but that, that number has to go up. I'm sorry. Just my little even if, even if you're a daily league and he's not starting, start Justin. Williams, <laughs> That's so. true. Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But, uh, Seattle and Oakland. But yeah. getting on to the ones that are, are a little more controversial. Um, we got Neftali Feliz at the Orioles against the Angels. Yeah, I'm not not nuts about that one. And actually, he's on your roster in the podcast league. So yeah, Azer, that would be Azer, not me. No, he's in my roster. I guess my my other option because he's an RP for me. I think I could go. 
I think I have Santiago Casilla in that league because it, it would be either Feliz or Casilla, and I would go with a two-start Feliz over him. I would too in, the, in, that, in that situation. And so, yeah, I could see him using him as an RP in most situations, but if you're in a league where you're using him as a starter, uh, you at least want to check your options. Uh, Edwin Jackson, on the other hand, has got the Pirates at Pittsburgh and uh, the Reds in Cincinnati. Um, and he's got A.J. Burnett as his opponent in one of those games who just got shelled the last time. Uh, you know, Jackson's always a roller coaster ride, but I like him this week. And Jeff Samarja coming off a great start. Uh, he's got the Braves and he's got the, the Brewers uh, in Milwaukee. Um, it's a little iffy, but uh, I think you got to go with the momentum that he's building and, and give uh, Samarja a, a chance with this two-start week uh, coming up. And just to rattle off quickly here, Ted Lilly, um, assuming that he's healthy, uh, has two starts. Uh, Matt, the aforementioned Matt Harrison <laughs> has a couple of starts. Uh, tough opponents, though, Ariad and Weaver. But I, I personally would still start him. Ooh, he's been bad. The last two starts. but yeah. 12 I, points something ERA. Yeah, but you know, look at another two-star guy, Justin Masterson, who had been bad and then bounced back. Wait, wasn't your argument that Tommy Hunter doesn't get blown up a lot? Or does get blown up a lot and Matt Harrison doesn't? And he's got that, two games with eight and six runs, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just laser you? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not really what I said. Though. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. All right. Or am I? That's all fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, Masterson wasn't really that good yesterday. He faced the White Sox six in, six and a third, three runs, eight hits and three walks, I think, and six strikeouts off the top of my head. It's not, it's not his best, but I would take you that. You got to win. Yeah. Yeah. And he faced the White Sox again. Um and at Boston. I yeah, know. I just think Masterson, look, in a one-start week, you almost certainly start him. I just didn't give give a lot of weight to those couple of bad starts, and he was definitely much more on track in his last start, so I'm not that worried about Masterson. And uh, two, well, let, me, yeah. let me do this. Two-start Masterson or a one-start Brandon Morrow? Two-start Masterson. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Two-start Masterson or I don't really have anything good. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about John Danks. <laughs> Starter sit John Danks. He's got two starts. Yeah, good matchups for him, which is good. He needs them. He's really been struggling uh, at Cleveland, uh, at home versus the Royals. So I think this is a nice acid test for him. I'd I'd give him a give him a try. Mm, how about Philip Umber at Cleveland, home against Kansas City? Same matchups. Same matchups. Yeah, and uh, I know he's not been as good since perfect game, but I, I'd give him a try. Umber or one start Morrow? Mm, I do Umber. Tougher. Uh, okay, yeah, I do Umber too. Really tough though. Uh, Carlos Zambrano out Houston home against. Oh, we did this yesterday, I think. But we'll do it again. <laughs> Zambrano at Houston home against the Mets. I like it. Yeah, I'm still wanting to see more. Yeah, I think this is a rerun because uh, I think we said that yesterday too. Jake Arrieta is interesting. He just did very well against the Yankees, but now he has the Rangers and the Rays, both at home. I like Arrieta too. You start him? Yeah. I think that, well, the more I, the more I, I always get Arrieta and Matt is kind of confused. Just, just in my head, just because they're the young Baltimore yeah. pitchers coming up. Um, but the more you look at Arietta's his numbers in the, the coming up in the minors and all the, the peripherals and stuff, he becomes more and more impressive and he distances himself a little more from Matt is, I think. Yeah, I agree completely with that. And I would start him. Jared Parker has Toronto and Detroit at home. Parker or Arietta? Arietta. Yeah, me too. Mm, Felix DeBron at Kansas City, home against Cleveland. Starter sit. 
Uh, sitting in mixed leagues, but I think Dubrant uh, is, is a little bit underrated at this point. 34% ownership rate. He should be starting with those two uh, starts next week in, in some deeper mixed leagues. Dubrant or Santiago Casilla? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd go Dubrant. Yeah, I think I would too. Dubron. I'm with Al. I think he's underrated. Dubrant or Heath Bell? I think I go Dubron just because Ozzy Guillen could wake up one day and decide he wants to call up Mike Dunn and make him his closer. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not that latter part, but yeah, uh, Dubron. Uh, all right, rest of the list: Jonathan Sanchez, Yolisha Seen, Francisco. Yeah, Chassin's there, Chassin's in the minors. minors, so uh, yeah, that you can scratch that yeah, one. Peace out, Chassin. Dwayne Below, Blake Bevan, Josh Tomlin, Marco Estrada, Brian Mattis. Liam Hendricks. Anybody stand out? Not really. No, I I would not be starting any of those guys. I want to make a pitcher comparison. I was watching Danny Duffy yesterday. He reminds me of someone, and I hope for fantasy purposes it doesn't come true. But just watching him, I don't know if you guys have seen a pitch. He reminds me of Scott Casimir a little bit. He's kind of smallish, left-handed pitcher. Mm -hmm. Throws pretty hard. Danny Duffy throws 98, 99. I like Danny Duffy. But he's got a little Casimir in him. If I, I worry about his delivery and his ability to stay healthy. He already had the elbow injury. But you don't see – he's listed as 6'3", but he doesn't look that tall to me. He's kind of kind of like smallish. I kind of worry about that for a left-hander with somewhat of a violent delivery, in my opinion. But interesting comparison. Yeah, I never thought there. of him as, as smallish, but um, – I don't know. I was just hmm. watching him yesterday. He just looked like kind of small out there. 6'3 is not small, but – No, hardly. Yeah. But I don't – I'm not buying that he's 6'3". Anyway, Azer, next, time Azer you guys, investigates. Yeah. next time you the guys I look team. at Danny Duffy, you let me know. If I watched him last same. night. I liked it. Danny Duffy's been one of my one of my guys. I guess. Did you I, think? Did you? Did he look small to you? I didn't think he looked any smaller than than a lot of people that I've seen pitch. I <laughs> thought he looked normal sized. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe the Yankees are all just really tall. <laughs> maybe that must be it. <laughs> all right, let's do some emails here. If I can find them amidst, amongst this pile of paper. Nando's going to lend me his. And yeah, here you can search I'll just do copies. mine. I'll just do mine by memory. Okay. Josiah in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania was offered pool holes for Pedroia. Should I pull the trigger? Yep. Oh, yes. You should do that. <laughs> okay. John from Vietnam. I have a tough roster decision to make. Hope, hoping you could help me out. I'm in a 12-team head-to-head points league. Which two players will have the best fantasy production for the rest of the year? Michael Morse. Lucas Duda. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Jesus Montero. Woo. Mm. I'm going to rule out the the two new guys, the young guys, Trout and Harper, uh, because I just think that they're going to have – I know Harper's off to a really good start, but I I just think he's going to hit a snag at some point. I mean, both could even be optioned out at at some point. So um, Morse, Duda, and Montero – uh, you know, probably going to go with Duda and Montero just because I think Morse is still going to miss enough time that he's going to be behind the other two. I'm definitely with you on Montero. Don't know about the other one just yet. Harper, he's he's making a believer out of me now. I don't know why. You I don't, I don't like it. I don't James. like what's happening to me, but <laughs> I'm starting to believe in Bryce Harper. Oh, well, maybe it's because he's nasty. He's a, an incredible athlete. But every, everything in history suggests that he will not have a good season. So I don't know. Well, just his age? Yeah, his age. Uh, the fact that he, he was not doing well in AAA or AA even last year. The fact that he did, he's never played. I mean, Mike Trout, at least you can look at Oh, he got a seasoning last year. This is the year that they usually break out. 
Harper never had that. But then again, maybe Harper's just that good. Yeah. He's Josh Hamilton. He, you know, Hamilton, three years out of baseball, picks up a bat, starts hitting home runs for Cincinnati. I, I think you can make the case that, that he is that good. I'm not saying I agree either way. I'm just saying that you could make. Well, thanks, thanks for having a position on that. No, I'm not the fantasy it. analyst. I don't want to give my opinion too often, but <laughs> he is, you know, one of the best prospects that we've seen. So anyway, uh, next email is from Joe. Joe says in caps, he's not the only Norwegian Cubs fan. So we had an email yesterday from somebody who said he was the only Cubs fan in Norway, right, Al? Isn't that what happened? That is exactly what happened. Joe disagrees. Anyway, Joe's got a question. He's in a, a Bay Area keeper league, and members go crazy for Giants players. For example, Buster Posey for King Felix happened. Uh, I have Kane. Which power hitter should I target for Matt Kane? Albert Pujols. There you go. <laughs> Seriously. Work. You know, in that league, like league it could probably happen. And right now, why not? Yeah, or Giancarlo Stanton, who people are probably... Underrating, maybe you could, if well, you can't get if you can't pull Pujols, then maybe yeah, he's got the power there with a good pitcher for San Francisco, with a great pitcher for San Francisco. Yeah. Next email, Jared, a Canadian in South, uh, South Korea. Hello, fantasy fun liquors. I'll take it. Yeah, not sure what that is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but not I like just it. Me, then. Yeah, love the podcast. Glad to hear Adam speak his opinions with more confidence. Is your oh, how's Harris that for timing? I just <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Okay, Jared. <laughs> you know why? It's because you're cleaning up in the podcast league. I guess so. <laughs> I got to tell you, I am uh, watching a lot more baseball than I ever did. And I think uh, baseball, is, I think it's been great this year. I'm really into it. Maybe it's because basketball season is about to end for me. But uh, <laughs> baseball, yeah. Hooray, baseball. Love the podcast. Uh, just completed a monster trade in my 10-team head-to-head individual categories league. Strange setup. We have 10 hitting categories and 6 pitching categories, including quality starts, so obviously hitters are more important. I'm trading Miguel Cabrera, Billy Butler, and Sean Markham for Albert Pujols, Adrian Beltre, and, Adrian Beltre and Felix Hernandez. Giving up Cabrera, Billy Butler, and Sean Markham for Pujols, Beltre, and Felix Hernandez. This is like a slam dunk. Yeah, absolutely. Nice work. Great, great trade. Uh, and here we go. Last email is from Nick, who I, I guess... He wrote to us, Dear Fantasy Never Nudes, and I personally responded to him about how much I love the greeting, and I said I'd, write it, I'd read it on the air, and I never did. So he called me out on that. But Never Nudes, great Arrested Development reference. Uh, one of the best shows ever. I'm in a 12-team keeper league where we keep 12 players each year. Would you trade Tim Lincecum in return for Anibal Sanchez? Ooh, that's a nice one. That is a nice one. Yeah, that's, that's almost just even and unnecessary. But uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't, even though I think Sanchez could be a lot better this year, but I just feel like that there's enough ways to get Anibal Sanchez kind of value without taking the risk of trading a guy who may still be an ace kind of guy at some point this year. So, I, I think no. that's like me and you. Just tr- you want to trade headphones? Sure. Like There's no discernible difference between the two, really. They, <laughs> they both have their pluses and minuses, but, maybe. But I've got headphones that you know I can't hear a thing right now, but they used to be really great. Oh, you saying I took the good ones? Yeah, well, I'm I mean, sorry. I, I don't really have He's these got headphones. The I'm making an analogy. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> By the way, you guys don't have headphones. You have headsets. You see that microphone hanging out of the ear? This is, that's what makes it expensive? That makes it a headset, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, is that what this sorry. is? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry we insulted the headsets. You know, I was going to make a joke, uh, but you've seen Arrested Development, I assume. Yes, I have. Have you? I mean, like one episode. Oh, it's the best. I was going to make a joke about Tobias's uh, occupation that almost got him in trouble. You remember? Oh, are we allowed started? to say that on I, the that's podcast? What I, was thinking. I was like, probably not. So I'm going to. He was ahead. an analrapist. <laughs> yeah, he was an analrapist. Thank you. I was going to say no, we can't say it, but Nando, I'm glad you're here. You're going to take the blame for that. One. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, good luck in fantasy week 
five as we end the weekend. I hope you can uh, take home a victory. We'll be back on Monday for Al Melchior and Nando Defino. I'm Adam Azer. See you later. <laughs>